Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 18 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I'll also be speaking with Candace Duggar. Candace Duggar is the founder of Bullied, Broken, Redeemed, and a nationally recognized anti-bullying expert, author, speaker, and trainer. Candace and her team specialize in equipping leaders, parents, and youth on all aspects of Gen Z bullying. These life-changing programs use interactive activities and projects to motivate and empower effective anti-bullying warriors. Candace has been seen on NBC, CBN, Family Research Council, and training Fortune 100 companies. She is also regularly featured as a keynote speaker at events nationally and international conferences. On top of being an anti-bullying warrior, Candace is passionate about helping families transition from public school to homeschool. Her coming home series of talks and workshops are a blessing for those trying to navigate the sometimes difficult transition. She is also the co-founder of Reimagine Education Conference, specializing in helping families transition to homeschool. This conference is an annual event and has now grown to an international presence with over 80 speakers and 100 talks. So thank you for joining us on this special needs homeschooling double episode. We spoke with Valerie Castle, who is become who has become a mutual friend of our uh, next guest and myself. I am speaking with Candace Duggar, and I met Candace through Clubhouse, which if you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it is the hot new. It's the cool kids club. It is the cool kids club. And I was invited (laughs) by Brent Basham, who from potty, who's like, you know, Mr. Big podcaster. We found a lovely little special needs homeschool community and Candace, Valerie, and myself, we've been co-moderating this lovely new room on Friday evenings. For now, it's Friday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern time. It's called special needs homeschooling. And I feel like I've known Candace for like a year or two, and we've only literally known each other about a month. Candace and her business, her ministry, her passion resonates deep with me because as a mom of a um, now young adult son who has a brain-based diagnosis, our son was subject to quite a bit of bullying and it is a very prevalent mental health. I'm going to say it's a mental health issue that we need to have this conversation because not only is it prevalent in our schools, but it's prevalent in the communities. It's prevalent in our neighborhoods and it is prevalent in homeschooling. You know, people think that um, homeschoolers don't get bullied, but you know, we go to classes, we go to co-ops, we go to things and, and it's just a problem that needs to be discussed. So I'm here with Candace. She's going to talk to us about what she does and about being a, a special needs homeschool mom. And towards the end of our conversation, we're going to talk a little bit about clubhouse, but I am very thankful to welcome Candace Duggar to FASD Hope. Candace, 
thanks for coming. Oh my goodness, Holly. Thank you so much. And everything you said just really resonates with me because I think the part of the problem that we're dealing with in bullying is people think it's a school issue and it's not a school issue. It's a cultural issue. It is seeped into every aspect of our culture from workplace bullying and online and cyber and gaming. It is in our churches. It is in our camps. It is, it is everywhere. It is in our neighborhoods. It is in our places that we think are safe sometimes. And so when we start taking this issue away of looking at it as a school issue, but looking at it as that as a culture and a society, we have really gone down a road of causing a lot of pain to people and not really sometimes understanding the damage that's being done with our words, with our actions, with our online presence and our children who are unique learners, right? Our special needs children or our exceptional children are really struggling, really struggling. They're at high, high target rates. And I'm so glad you're covering this today because as a mama with two boys with special needs, really, really different special needs. Um, I have, I have two kids. One is 12 and on the spectrum, my youngest son is just, oh, he lights up my life. Tough kid though, guys to raise. Like, I got to tell you, I don't like the term strong-willed, but if somebody were labeling, like he's going to be a leader with a mission, he is going to get it done in life. Um, but it can be challenging and everything in his world is black and white. There's not a lot of gray or understanding, which makes him very vulnerable to these issues of bullying. And then my eldest son who has um, ADHD, dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, executive functioning, like naming the labels. We actually ended up being homeschoolers because when he was 12 in the public school system, I almost lost him to suicide due to horrible bullying. And it, I believe it was the bullying but on top of the education system that was focusing so much time on what he could not do well, he lost hope and value in himself. It was a combination of the students beating him down. Then he came home and the cyberbullying and the gaming bullying, it was 24 seven. And we didn't really realize the impact. You know, it's one of those things when you know better, you do better. And as a parent at the time, I didn't know. So my whole passion is to help parents know before they're really in crisis. But that combined with a, an education system that spent 80% of his day on what he couldn't do well to make him a better tester. It was just broken. And I'm sure his little heart and his mind just felt like there was no way out, that this was just quicksand and he's only in middle school. And how will I ever survive or even have joy and hope? And so that's how I became the reluctant homeschooler. Right? So... That's kind of a little bit about my background and how I became a homeschooling special needs mom. And your story resonates so much with me because we've been through similar experiences. And also I can say that I love how you embrace homeschooling as focusing on your kids' strengths and focusing on what they're worth, because so much of what we've heard for so many years of our kid is, is what they can't do. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's out there, who's contemplating homeschooling, we focus on what they can do. And I think that's how the world needs to be. You know, I think we see our children 
I pray that we see our children the way the Lord sees our children as, as gifts and what they can do. Unfortunately, the world, I'm including communities, I'm including educational institutions, they focus on what they can't do. Mm -hmm. So I think I agree. It's a culture, it's a cultural problem and we need to make a shift in this paradigm. So I'm so excited to talk to you about some of your ventures, some of the things that you're, you're working on. So at what point did you go from being a special needs homeschool mom to this amazing advocate that you've become? Oh, well, th well, thank you first for that. I um, was honestly, Natalie, I think it was a process. So to back up a little bit, uh, I used to run multi-billion dollar companies and I lo loved what I did, but I got very sick and the Lord actually used that time that I mean, I didn't know I'd survive guys. So we're back. Let's back up about seven years ago. I was incredibly sick and on bed rest for a couple of years, sick, very ill. But it was during that time of that slowness that God slowed my life down and put me in bed that I saw how much that pain my son was in. Because prior to that, I was flying around the country. I'm running teams. I'm on Capitol Hill. I mean, I'm doing my thing. I've got nannies and teams and that's what they're doing, right? And so when I came home on this rest and saw the pain my son was in, and it was through that God worked on my heart as to how many other women were out there like myself. He started slowly working on me that I had needed to reprioritize. And when I started going through that process and I started coming to homeschooling and I started attending all the homeschooling conferences and all those events, I realized they were amazing, but there was a big disconnect. Because many of the leaders who I'm now dear friends with, and I value their work, there were always families who ran to homeschooling. They wanted to homeschool because they wanted to enjoy their time with their child. It was going to be such a blessing. The Lord put it in their heart. For many of us, that's not our experience. We're running away from, away something. from something. Yes. I'm not running to it. And that shift made me realize that so many families are scared to embrace this because they don't see families like mine. How do we connect families who never thought they'd homeschool? Yeah. And so when people ask what I do, I actually tell them we telecommuter education. So people say, um, so what do you do? I'm like, well, I, I run two businesses and my kids telecommute their education because when I approach it like that, they lean in mm -hmm. to like, mm, tell yeah. me more about this. When I say homeschooling, it has there a very strong reaction. Mm -hmm. Still. And so when people ask, yeah, even with all of yeah. this, I'm like, oh, we yeah. telecommute our education. Yeah. And then they lean in and they're like, oh tell me more. And mm -hmm. when I explain it from an approach of being a businesswoman that, okay, if you're self-employed and you want to get contracts, you can 1099 contract and go get the deals that are best fit for you. And I do that with my children. I put them in classes that are going to best fit their strengths yes. and weaknesses. We don't waste time. Like I'm like, I manage them down to, this is the best fit for you. This is what you need to do to get there. We cut out the waste and we streamline down. And so when I look at it, from uh, just the efficiency of our time, it makes sense. And then I'm here to breathe life into them and help them learn these are your God-given talents and we have these weaknesses. We're not gonna pretend they don't exist. We're going to work on them, but I'm also gonna teach you that when you're a leader, you're gonna outsource those. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, I'm not running my whole team, right? I'm, I'm not a graphics designer. I have those people. <laughs> if you want a blog post out of me, you're probably going to chase me down for six months before you get it. But if you want me to talk to you, I'll talk to you all day long. I'm not a writer in that aspect, right? So they're teaching my kids how to really know their strengths 
and when to ask for help and receive help in those areas, and then what technology can be used around them so that they can succeed. And so in a homeschooling atmosphere, I have 24 seven to do that. I don't just have eight hours a day. I teach it everywhere. It is every, every breath of me is breathing life into my children's day. I, I really just felt called to help families like ours understand that this journey is not easy. It's beautiful, but it's hard. And if you understand what you're walking into, you can be much more successful because showing up at a co-op with kids who've been homeschooling the whole time and your kids are over here mm-hmm. like in trauma and stress yes. and overwhelmed. Maybe they've been bullied. Maybe they're yes. anxious and they show up. They're not getting it. And your ability to really um, connect to those families and feel accepted can be hard too. So we have to sort of, it's like two cultures that we're mm-hmm. trying to mirror and help everybody better understand. Yes. I and love so. that. I love that. And I'm just so thankful to know you and so blessed to be able to talk to you every <laughs> week, too. you know, um, because again, I am sure I'm not the only parent, you know, listening to you saying, yes, this is, this is exactly it. So I I'm going to happily share your resources <laughs> at the end, but, um, I'm just so happy to know that you're a resource for homeschool families and of families, of kids, not only who have special needs, but I also say family of kids who are in hard places and that where we need to meet them in those hard places. And like you said, Mm -hmm. focus on their mental health and everything. And I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of switch my, my uh, questions here, which I'm known to do that. I'm known to switch. So you, you, you're one of the things you said, made me think of one of your mottos, which I've heard several times when we're on clubhouse. And I love this. We take care of mental health before math. I think that's hugely needed in the homeschool community. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that and the importance of that and where that came from, because it, it, it really relates to what you were just saying about meeting the, the kids who have been in trauma for so long, you know, let's focus on their mental health. So let's so, talk about that. Yeah, I actually, the, the two things you will almost always hear me say is we have to take care of mental health before math and character before curriculum. Because if we don't, we, I can't tell you guys how many kids or parents find me, their kids have 4.0s, but they're super anxious. They can't launch, they're not able to function. So who, I mean, do we really have kids who are balanced if they have all of this knowledge and great grades, but they're not able to execute or launch it? we really haven't, we haven't hit the bullseye guys. Or if we have another kid who has great grades or maybe is able to kind of keep things going, but at the other end, their character development's an issue because maybe they are bully. Maybe they have some entitlement issues. Maybe they've got some really strong character skills that we need to work on because they're causing pain for the siblings and the people and the parents around them. Or are they um, maybe if their character is just of such that such a weak nature that we need to help them into having that confidence and strength and understanding in themselves again. So for me, the beginning part of any process, when we're evaluating our school, even now for my kids, if I'm starting to see some issues at any time that their mental health is suffering, we're going to lay down the books and go out and take a hike. We're going to put it down because there is nothing in that book that is worth my son's soul. I hope everybody, I hope everybody's hearing this. I hope everybody's hearing this because we do that too. And we, we have done that too, where it's just something that whether their brain can't do it or whether it's just, they're in a bad place, put it down, do some, go outside, do something that's going to renew them. 
And it may not be put it down for the day. It may be put it down for a week. Mm-hmm. It yeah. might be put it down for a season yeah. or that what you're doing in that curriculum is causing. And sometimes we don't really even realize the triggers, the triggers that might be yes. causing our children's stress. So yes. I realized as we were going through certain things and we come across topics, we're actually triggering my son back to the pain of the classes yeah. he was in because he'd remember the kids making fun of him for this thing. And we, I didn't know because I didn't realize what that was, but being cognitive of we need to step away. And so my kids are both equipped with a code word that sometimes it's hard to put vocabulary when you're in a trigger situation or you're in pain, or even when we're out in public, if they see somebody that's triggering a response, right? Cause we still live in the same community. Um, they have code words that they can give mom that are completely irrelevant. I mean, like, here's one that's mm-hmm. not like totally different. Like when I get home, I have to check um, my Minecraft. That's not even relevant that we'd be talking about, but I know if they bring up, if one brings up Minecraft, I need to gather him out of this situation because he can't necessarily is in a safe place to articulate to me what's going on, or there's something else going on that he's not comfortable sharing right in that moment. But I'm like, okay, okay. And we just take a step back. So if you ever see kids, my kids, most of these families I work with when they come home, and I know this is probably going to overwhelm your parents, but we can be looking at a year or two mm-hmm. of real healing yeah. before they're ready to set off like rockets. And for you guys out there who are like, oh my goodness, we don't have a year or two. When I brought my son home, it was the end of seventh grade, eighth grade. And this kid was really broken. I mean, I remember, and I still try to tell the story without crying, but I remember being in the car and his answer to me, you know, I was like, Oh, so, you know, what classes do you want to take? What do you want to do? What kind of focus? And his answer was really, I don't have any God given talents. I just need to be able to fill out an application so that somebody will hire me. Like I'll just get a job at McDonald's, which if that's what he wanted to do, fine. But the fact that he had felt no value to do anything else in life. And it was in that moment that I was like, Oh, okay. It really doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. If you don't believe in yourself, we're not getting anywhere. And so we took a lot of time and guys, I mean, it's, we still, it's still a process, but that kid who came home that we had to go all the way back to first grade math because he had Swiss cheese education. It had big holes in it. Right. So we took eighth grade and I went all the way back and we went first grade, second grade, third grade. Like we went fast, but we went through all of the foundation. Do you know this stuff? And Mm. when he knew it, if he could do it and like, I gave him a paper and he could do all four answers. We just skipped on, right. Move on. But when we didn't, we stopped and it was taking that time and that foundation where other kids are doing algebra one and they're moving. We weren't ready to do that. And through that process, it wasn't me at the table. It was us doing math facts on the monkey bars and at the skate park. And Mm -hmm. while we're walking, because I took his system, I took a a day that used to be 80% on what he couldn't do well. And I flipped it upside down and we spent 80% of, in the beginning, it was hundred percent of all of our time on what he could do well, but then we moved to 80% of what he could do well. And I spent a very little time on what he couldn't. And so I built back that confidence and it was in wilderness survival. It was in mm-hmm. psych classes. He was amazing at history. So he took three high school history classes in eighth grade because I knew he could do it. And that was his confidence level. And the fact he could do that was unbelievable, but we had to take time. Now that kid who could not write a sentence, who the system had really written off and put in all these remedial classes has been home with me going on five years. So he started in eighth grade. We just started our senior year because we run January to December. 
this kid has now just been accepted to college with a six-figure academic scholarship and athletics and has already started college in my home early by 16. So there is time. Don't feel like you're running out of time. I believe that the education system makes you think yeah. it has to be this way. It has way, to right? end at a certain time. Right. Yeah. When we think of how much regular school, as we affectionately call, <laughs> and when we think of how much of regular school is actually like administrative type of things, like take out your papers, and especially now with COVID, right? I can only mm-hmm. imagine that it's like magnified. So if we think about that, you're, that makes perfect sense that, yes, the actual what they need to know, the actual, you know, what they need to know and what you want them to know and what they want to know. Yes, it can be condensed into a short amount of time because it's not the quantity, it's the quality mm-hmm. of, of the work that right. you're doing. So now I'm going to tap into your resource, you know, wealth, because you are a resource and I want families out there to know about some of the many things that you provide to homeschool families, ex- especially to homeschool families of kids that have come or are coming from hard places. What are the, some of the resources that you offer? And then at the end of our talk, we're going to share how we can get in touch with you. So I, I actually run, um, these businesses came about Natalie because of, I didn't find them here. Right. So my purpose and passion for putting my feet on the ground every day is the work I do at bullied, broken, redeemed. And I do everything from, Uh, going to events and speaking on bullying or special needs bullying. I run about 14 workshops, but we have middle and high school classes that are actually set up to all be video taught and to be able to meet our special needs children because they have activities and discussion questions that are all read to them and on every level of ability. And so being able to educate them with the vocabulary that they need to understand and how to self-advocate and then what to do if they're ever in a situation, but they're also taught from a place of leadership for our kids because we need to empower our kids in our whole community on what to do when we see others being hurt, right? So, and we teach, um, we do teach every aspect of bullying, bullying, workplace bullying, Gen Z bullying, uh, gaming bullying, but we talk about mental health and social media addiction and, you know, safeguarding yourself online and why it's important. So we do that. We have lots of books and workbooks and parent books and resources all on Amazon and our team. But I think the biggest thing that I like parents to understand where I try to impress upon them, Natalie, many parents don't deal into step into this issue of bullying until it's too late, right? Yes. We tend to have apathy to something because it's not affecting us today. Yeah. But if I want you, you guys to hear me, 90% of children dealing with bullying will not tell their parents and 70% will not tell anyone else. Wow. And that's where the mental health and the stress and why I have children now that are seven, eight, and nine with suicide plans that come to our team. And it starts younger than you think. Fourth grade is the new middle school and bullying Mm -hmm. begins in preschool. Wow. And people are learning to bully. Not how you and I learned to bully. We learned to bully by the kids in our school. By watching kids on the playground. Exactly. Exactly. Now they learn from the best in the world. They can be on YouTube. They can Mm. see it. They can really up their game. If they want to invest time in their craft and learn how to create pain, Mm. they can do it. And they have the power to do that and destroy somebody's life Mm. very quickly online. And so my biggest stress is trying, I'm working very hard to try to get parents to wake up before they get to me in crisis. And I only say that Natalie, because in January, I had over seven families in less than 10 days 
contact me who had either lost a child to suicide or were in the psychiatric ward doing to these issues. And they didn't even know it was an issue. They thought their children were safe because they're in their home. So I'm hoping you guys hear me on that. I know nobody wants like everything else. We don't want to talk about sex trafficking. We don't want to talk about our kids being porn. We don't want to talk about these hard things, but they're happening to empower them. The other thing I have to interject in here and into this critical conversation is that kids and teens and young adults that have an FASD are more likely to end up either trafficked. Yes. Yes. Or of course, bullied because of, of, of their differences and especially in jail mm-hmm. on drugs. And then finally, the, the worst statistic is suicide is the leading cause of death of a recent study showed that suicide was a leading cause of death of premature death of individuals that had specifically an FASD. But I think this holds true for the whole neurodiverse community. You know, if your brain works differently, you're going to be more susceptible to those things. Right. And in one of our workshops, we really talk so much about why do people with disabilities are at such a higher target rate? Yes. And they are. I don't, it doesn't really even matter if it's food allergies are becoming a huge problem within bullying. For food bullying from what, even if you have a learning disability in the classroom, their ability to be targeted, or if you have any neurological, you're an easier target because bullies a lot of times are amazing at reading the room. They're really fantastic at using other people to climb the social ladder, at calling them out to, and you're an easier target. Um, So it's something we need to talk about a lot. So, and then I also am the co-founder of Reimagine Education Conference, which is how we have so many uh, overreaching friends, right? Like uh, Because as I talked in the beginning, there were so many families like mine that went to traditional homeschool conferences and just felt like I don't, they didn't fit. They had the, they had the resources for them. Right. They did. They had the resources of how to start homeschooling, but they didn't feel connected necessarily. Yeah. Right. Like they could be honest about their children's pain, that they could be honest about the discipline problems they were having in their home, that they could really say, okay, great, but I can't get my kid out of bed. So how am I going to do any of this? And to have somebody sit there and say, I really feel you. And so we bring in like, um, do you know, Dr. Carol Brown? So so groups like her and Kathy, we do tons and tons of resources. We have over 80 speakers that work with us on an international conference, all for these families, because I wanted a place that there was no shame. Because I know as a parent, I felt embarrassed to ask sometimes in this Mm -hmm. community for help. Because I felt like, I mean, I'm sure they weren't judging me. This was my perception. Right. Here I have this kid who has mental health issues. He's behind academically. I don't know where to put him. I feel like they're seeing him as broken mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do with us, right? Yeah. We're not yeah. going to fit in in that moment of the classical model sign up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, hey, let's fun? learn Latin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, oh my not God. where I am. We have I, been on the same journey, my friend. Oh my goodness. You hear me. Right. Like, I'm not calling sure. anybody out. I'm saying nope, nope. Nope. It's right. And 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 again, and they don't want it. And and I'm gonna say something that might sting a few forever homeschooling parents. I have literally been told we don't want those children here. Mm-hmm. Oh right? yeah. 
I mean, like, I, let's just be blunt. In one of it the first, in one of the first co-ops we belonged to, when there was a bully in the co-op who is who is you know antagonizing our son, who again, like you said, read the room, could see he could pick him and everything. Oh, yeah. One of the others, other mothers said, "Well." Doesn't he just realize how lucky he is to be adopted by a family like yours? And doesn't he? And I'm thinking this this other boy attacked my son. And and you're telling me that we have to like just brush it off. No, no. And literally like that was the end of that. That was and that was like one of the very in the area we were living in. It is. And we think it doesn't exist, but it does exist. And again, it's a problem in our communities because we don't talk about it. And, And that's the thing. I think that if more what we affectionately call the forever homeschool families, if they just understood where we were coming from and understood that we're coming from a place of where we're healing. We need to heal. And so we need grace. And that's a huge word that we use a lot on this podcast is we need to have grace on our kids, the way we give grace to others and the way Jesus gives grace to us. And I think it's, it's hard because many families we've interacted with, and this is in the past, not so much now, but when we first started homeschooling, they were so much like, well, just be more disciplined and he'll be fine or do this and he'll be fine. No, no, you have to address the neurodiversity. You have to address the root cause and you have to address the traumas and the triggers that come from where they came from. Right. And there's also something that I've seen very many times within co-ops. A lot of the times it's the teachers and the leaders, children that are doing it and people don't and yes, it was don't the, call it this the son who the, the <laughs> kid who who like di- literally had a fist fight with our son because he was picking on him was the teacher's son. Yeah. So yes. guys, for you guys out there hearing this, if your leaders are in co-ops, reach out to me. Just, I yeah, yeah, just, your training yeah, because exactly. our leaders, this is one area the homeschool yeah. community, quite frankly, is so far behind yeah. our other public and Christian school friends. This issue specifically of bullying is a cultural issue. It's not a school issue. We pretend it doesn't exist. I released my curriculum because when I went out there looking for curriculum in the homeschool community, it doesn't exist. It is on manners. It is on, like, if you look at health Mm -hmm. classes, we teach sex education, Mm -hmm. we teach nutrition, Mm -hmm. we teach soft skills, Mm -hmm. right? Like biblical soft skills Mm -hmm. in this area. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about things that have happened specifically in the past 10 years since 2011 mm-hmm. and the introduction of the internet. How is from your kids are having access to this stuff, whether you like it or not. 24/7. And if you don't prepare your kids here, especially the parents out there, if you think your kid is a bully, you have a 37% chance of ending up in prison or having a criminal record by the time they're 25. Mm-hmm. So you need to check them. We are doing nobody any good to allow this yeah. behavior to happen, right? Absolutely. Or they get to college and we haven't prepared them and they don't know how to deal with a professor who's bullying them or somebody in the workforce who's trying to steal credit for their work or setting them. They don't realize because we haven't equipped them with the knowledge and the tools to self-advocate in this area. Yes. And so we have to step in. So that's why I'm really trying to make a difference in our homeschool community specifically because I've talked to many homeschool parents that said, I didn't prepare my child well in this issue. And when they got to college, yeah. where even their children have taken their lives when they got to college because mm. they were out from under their wing and they didn't have any reason or even know where to go when they were drowning in these yeah. issues. And so can we just start talking about it? 
Like, let's not pretend it's not there. It's happening in our churches. It's happening Mm -hmm. in our youth groups. My son, one of his worst bullies was bullying him in school and then going to the church group and was also bullying him in the youth group. And when Mm -hmm. he asked for help, it was really the last straw for him because he asked for help within the church and they really discounted him. Mm -hmm. Like it was his son. And so it was hard. And we need to just start doing a better job. I agree. Oh my goodness. I'm so thankful that you're here today. Oh boy. So let's talk about this is amazing. And again, I pray that this, whoever's listening, whether this applies to your child or, you know, someone, or you're an educator, whatever capacity you're involved, please just listen to what Candace is saying, because again, bullying is a cultural issue and we really need to view it as the attack on mental health that it is. And when it attacks for those of us, yes, it really is. And the devil can really convince our children to murder themselves when, because it gets into dark places. And if we don't shine light into that darkness, it is allowed, it is able to sit there and manifest. And we just, if your kids don't think that you're a safe person to talk to, and if they come and tell you what's going on, but your first response is, I'm going to take away the electronics, I'm taking away all this mm-hmm. stuff, then you're really not a safe person for them no. to talk to. So they keep it away if they're judged for speaking up. And so how do we make sure parents even know what to do when their children come to them, right? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So before we share your resources and before we, we wrap up with a hope takeaway, let's quickly talk about clubhouse and how how you and I and Valerie, like we've become this little trio of special needs, homeschooling mamas that just, it's amazing. The first time we did this, you, you, Valerie and I, the first time we did the room, we didn't know what to expect. And actually we were there kind of just at first it took us like, what, like 30 minutes to actually get on. Yeah, <laughs> it took us, so it was hilarious and we're texting each other. We're like, whatever I'm trying, are you on or the server's so, not letting me. In. Oh my goodness. So finally we get on and we get this room going and we're thinking nobody's going to show up or maybe a, a couple of people show up. And I think we had that first night, like, I want to say something like 12 or 14 moms who actually were there for the purpose that we were speaking to. And that first one, the first, now we do them on topics. Like last night we did one on older children, older teens, young adults, and and beyond homeschooling. Exactly. So that was a great topic. But the first time we did it, it was actually just like an introduction and talking about, do you have any questions and this and that? it turned into like a two hour therapy session. It really did. And these, these mamas were like sharing their hearts and sharing those hard places. And you and Valerie and I, we were just, oh my goodness. We were just amazed. It is amazing. So it's, it's you guys, if you don't know what pod what clubhouse is, and I know you're probably like, I don't need another social media yeah. app because I felt the same way. Yeah, Who needs yeah, another yeah. social media mm-hmm. app? Guys, I have abandoned about everything else. <laughs> I am hardly on Facebook anymore. It's a social media app you didn't know you needed because it's not a social media app. It is an interactive podcast. So the way I like to describe it to people is like, it's if an AM radio show met a nineties chat room. You know, it's, it's like, and you know, it's funny. The, the other description I've read about it is it's 
conferences for those people who miss conferences. It's like audio conferences for those people who miss going to conferences. Right. Well, you can learn so much valuable information. And I'll tell you just this week, whether you're in, you're looking for support for homeschool communities, I do a networking and ask anything, which is really networking. It's networking for homeschoolers and ask anything. I, I do about a show a day and I have found the people on there are really forward thinkers. They're ready to try new things. They are top leaders in their industry, giving their services and times for connection. I have met people from helping fund my passion projects to brand managers, to social media account managers, to getting interviewed on magazines, to international podcasts. If you put in the work and you're looking to increase your business, it's there. But if you're looking for connection, and that's, help from that's others, the that's yeah. there. Yeah. So that's here's the my tip to everybody. This is from the bullying lady. So let me, I'll get you get my little two minute lecture about Clubhouse. There is some mess up in Clubhouse. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be, mm-hmm. it is everything. There is beauty and you can come and hang out with Natalie and I, and you are going to get be in a nice and in safe a, room that we moderate right? very well. Yeah. Yeah. But you can walk into some spaces oh, that yeah. are not. So mm-hmm. this is where discernment in the Holy Spirit is important. Yes. Thank Would you, my you friend. put your physical body in a space with the title of that room? When we walk into church, we know we're walking into church. When we walk in a club or a night thing or whatever, we know what we're walking into. Would you put your physical spirit in the space with those people? And if that. you wouldn't allow your physical body to be there, don't let your mind be there. I love right? that. I and that'll love get that. you out of a lot of trouble in clubhouse. Yes. Don't be lurching yes. in rooms you don't need to lurch in. <laughs> also on social media and also, right? you know, following people and on, you know, TikTok and everything. I love that analogy, Candace. I love that. If well, you we wouldn't get put diluted. Your... Yeah. Yeah. We think it's online. It's not mm-hmm. safe, but God tells us to protect our hearts and our minds and our spirits to be yes. guarded. Yes. Don't let down that guard because social media can lure you in easily that you, you're like, well, it's safe. I'm here. It is not. Yep. And there is a lot of people in every aspect, whether your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really care if somebody means harm to you or is looking to sell you a product or anything. You can find that mm-hmm. anywhere. People can take advantage of you anywhere. But if you're looking to put yourself in your spirit and your mind in a place to bring God's purpose, you can find that too. So that's where I just encourage you guys. Yes. And there is a strong presence of, you know, of believers, of followers of Jesus, Huge. you know, it, it, there is. So that's Huge. why when I tell people, they're like, oh no, I've seen trash. And I'm like, but wait a minute, just, just like life, you have to walk through that and you will find the people who you were meant Ask God. to connect. Exactly. Ask God. Exactly. Go through followers like Natalie and I. Now there are some in mind that you'd be like, Candace, because I do cross collaborate with mm-hmm. people. I feel like my role is to, to hear all sides. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, really? You're following yep. those rappers? Absolutely. Because yep. they'll get my message. You know, I will stand on the, the stage with activists because we have at the end of the day, our purpose is the same as saving mm-hmm. the lives of children. Yep. So yep. We, yep. we may not agree on a lot, but on that we'll agree. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, so have discernment. Mm-hmm. And if somebody don't follow people who aren't bringing value in your life, they right. got to go. Yep. They have to go. Yes. So if you get an invite and if you are, don't know what to do or anything like that, you can reach out to Candace or I, and we can talk to you about our experience. But again, for us, 
it is a way to get our ministries out there. Me, I, I'm talking about FASD Hope anytime I can, talking about FASD and, you know, my other passion is special needs homeschooling and meeting wonderful people like Candace and like our co-moderator, Valerie, who, again, she has a very different walk than ours. You know, she's a secular homeschooler and she's very artistic and everything. But the three of us, we, we make a good team because we come from different places. And I think that, you know, the people who have heard us, they are hearing things that, um, that the Lord wants them to hear, you know, so it's a great place to minister to people. And it's a great place to just share your passion about advocacy too. I love what you're saying. Use discernment, but it is definitely a platform to consider, especially if you're like Candace or myself and, or Valerie, who we all have missions, you know, to, to really just share our hearts about special needs homeschooling and how it has blessed our lives and how we have grown as a family and as moms on this journey. Before we share your valuable information, because I pray that people are going to reach out to you and talk to you and just learn from you the way I've learned from you. And I've only known you, you know, about a month. So I will tell you one thing about clubhouse guys is a clubhouse week is a year in person. Yes. <laughs> There's co- We call it clubhouse time because like yes. Natalie and I haven't known each other that long, but I know, I know her better than because you because you share. You're literally in a relationship that's interactive and you hear the person's compassion, their heart. You're serving alongside. It's literally like going off to a weekend retreat together Yes, because you're in it. Do you know what I mean? It's not... That's a, when we call it clubhouse time, it's like, oh, I've known you for like two years uh-huh. in clubhouse. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> it is. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. So let's offer some words of hope. I like to end our podcast on hope takeaways, uh, which is just nuggets of hope, words of hope that you can offer to people, especially, you know, the listeners who are listening have kids who, you know, are either in hard places or they are seen differently by the world, you know, different than the way we love them and we see them. Um, What can you say to them to just encourage them, especially if they're either on the fence about homeschooling or if they've just started homeschooling and they don't know if they can do it? I didn't know if I'd have hope, but homeschooling truly was what saved our family. It and I will forever be grateful for the families who fought for my right to be able to choose what's best for my family. I will never, like literally, every time I stand in front of a leader group, I thank them for fighting for my rights, for protecting my rights, because if I would have left my children, I don't know I'd hug their necks another day. And so when I encourage you with hope, yes, it is hard, but the most beautiful thing has happened in my family. We are not going in different directions anymore. We are a family that serves together, that has purpose together, that can laugh and find love and joy again. And in a way that we can serve God to the fullest. And it is only because we were obedient and stepped out in a really hard road where other people couldn't imagine what we were doing. But we stepped out in faith and God showed us that homeschooling was the way we were going to pull our family back together again. And so if you don't hear hear a lot in my story, I hope, I really hope that it will give you, you're not lost. You're not alone. There's millions of families like yours out there. It is hard to step into this world, but there are people like myself and Natalie who will come alongside you in that journey and we will help you get there. It will not be eight hours at the table with your child. Many days may be nothing more than blueberry picks or walks in the 
Right. Or for us, lots of hikes and walks and love and conversations and building a relationship back with my children. But at the end of the day, my hope lies in God and the fact that he gave so many people ahead of me this vision to have to fight for our parental rights that we were losing. And my only regret is we didn't do it sooner. How many homeschoolers say that, right? My only regret is we didn't do it sooner. So I hope that will give you guys a little bit of hope that you Uh. can come home beyond broken, wondering how you'll get to tomorrow, but it's possible. Oh, amen. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey and your precious family's journey. I hear hope every time I talk to you. And that's why I love messaging you. And I love talking to you. And I am so thankful for, for families, for parents who've taken the brokenness of their journey and have shared the vulnerability, which we both have. And I know Valerie has too, sharing that and saying, how can I help you? How can I serve you? And that to me, I'm just so blessed to, to be able to say, you're, you're my friend in advocacy. And, you know, even though we don't live near each other, well, we don't live that far We're not away. too far. No, I, you know, and when, once but COVID is over, you know, we will definitely have a big old hug, you know, yeah. but, um, so my friend, how can folks get in touch with you? Like I said, I'm going to be yeah. posting this information, but please, if you can share it with our audience. Well, the easiest way, I would just start with our website at bullyedbrokenredeemed.com. Whether I have my classes, our books, our websites, and you can find my emails, my contact information. If you guys are running a state leader group and you're saying this would be really helpful for us to train on, I do that. If you are looking for um, a speaker to come and talk and run even teen workshops and certify your kids at small mini camps that you're doing, or even virtually we do that, we really step into the space and lean heavy And we cover kids from that elementary age all the way up. So if I can help or serve you guys in any way, I think we need some more leaders to be stepping up and raising their hands and going, I'm, we need to talk about this, right? We're, and honestly, guys, homeschool community is at least a decade behind in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. We need not 15 years. So I'm raising my hand and saying, I will do it. I've been certified in many countries around the world. I will raise my hand and stand alongside you and provide it but we need some people who are willing to step out and talk about it. So I'm here to serve. And then with reimagine education conference, that's our website, reimagineeducationconference.com. It's pretty simple. And we have all of our, um, you can actually buy access for an entire week for 10 bucks or the whole year for 39 for all of those, all of those 80 speakers, because really it's my ministry. We're not in it from the, we have to keep the roof over our head, but we're in it to serve. Mm -hmm. And whatever that is for families that are, hurting. We want to provide you the the resources that I think are going to make you the most successful. If I don't use them, they're not there. And so it's what I wish I would have had. Yep. Yep. And that's, you and I have shared that too. What we're doing is what we wish we would have had five, 10 years ago. Right. And so I do my, even my workshops in there from public school to homeschool, what I wish I would have known Mm -hmm. and IEP to homeschool success. How do you create that? And who are the people you need on your team. And then all of my workshops from parenting and uh, parents of Gen Zers, what you need to know about bullying and cyberbullying that they're not telling you, right? All of that's on there and for less than 10 bucks per week. So we just try to serve our communities, right? I'm just trying to show up and serve the best I can. That's awesome. 
Thank you so much for being on our show. And you are going to be back again. I'm going to have you back to. on again. I, we, we will have another episode, uh, another, um, just, I love talking to you. You're I like love one of my favorite you. ladies. So you are it. just, again, when I see you and I'm just like, ah, Candace is there. Hey, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> so That's everyone, so thank you so much again for listening. And I pray that you have been blessed by our conversation with Candace Duggar. Please check her out on her websites and on her ventures. And again, we'll be listing all of our information in our program notes. Take care, keep the faith, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out fasdhope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week and remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.